Hey Hawkeye fans, Chad Leistico and Mark Emmert with our first edition of the 2018 season of Post Game Podcasts. How are you, Mark? Doing great. Now that we finally got a game in the books. Yeah, we were uh, getting ready to write about something besides preseason, and we finally <laughs> have something to write about. Uh, Iowa defeats Northern Illinois 33-7, to as you guys saw. It wasn't that easy, though. No, 3 nothing at halftime. That first half, uh, even uh, Northern Illinois' coach said, we outplayed him in the first half. We should have been up by Did ten, 10 nothing or ten three. And then the second half, obviously, was all Iowa. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a really low scoring game, and suddenly Iowa's offense came to life. But I think that was fueled by the defense. Honestly, they kept setting them yeah. up with really a good field position, and and they capitalized uh, with uh, four touchdowns in the second half. Yeah, actually, in my in my column, I ended up uh, did the math, and it was about they scored thirty points in a span of about fifteen minutes, a little more than really? fifteen minutes. So essentially. A stretch there where they, you know, a, a thirty-point quarter. So right. They, they kind of unleashed it there at, eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was uh, obviously a very solid one. We will get to the historical significance of this um, in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I guess just the start of this game was just so bizarre. Right. Way. Third play of the game. Uh, Neil Fant afterwards says it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, he said I mean, that Nate, to me too. Yep. Nate Stanley. Uh, Made a perfect check at the line of scrimmage, threw a beautiful ball. Noah Fan had his guy beat, mm-hmm. totally identified the mismatch, drops it. Next play, punt blocked. Yes. How about the defense, though, stepping up and, and making some stops there right. Um, right out of the gate? Kept him to a field goal attempt, which, yeah. <laughs> which the guy missed. And, uh, yeah, that was big because they were at the Iowa 23 uh, on their first possession. I mean, that could have. Yeah, change the game right there if they get a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, think about what that would have been. So uh, totally, yeah, yeah. The defense I, I thought was pretty good throughout the game, but they got better as it went on too. Like the third quarter, they were almost perfect. And I tweeted this, and uh, I still kind of go back to this. That punt, I mean, he had no chance on that punt. No, there could have been four guys that blocked it. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, it's a miracle that it went sideways. <laughs> I mean, it really should have gone backwards and got, been recovered for a touchdown. Right, yeah, good uh, point. This game kind of had, had a feel of that North Dakota State game to me. Yeah. And that, you know, in that game, as you remember, mm-hmm. there was a pick six yep. in that ball game that um, happened. And that, that was obviously big. was huge and yes. kind of made it a dogfight the whole way. Yeah. This time Iowa kind of survived that early. Right pesky run no i didn't i wouldn't say northern illinois was a great team i did, they no. were not as good as i thought they would be their offense offensively anyway yeah, yeah, they uh, they no iowa's defensive line had a lot to do with that sure and uh, we'll talk about that but right. um yeah a good win yeah absolutely um i think you walk away with this as a good win and obviously it's a historical win yeah um we saw some photos and and images and everything of kirk ferentz breaking down as he is known to do mm-hmm. um Anything you heard from players after the game about you know what they were saying about you know giving their coach uh, a milestone? Yeah, win. they were all asked about that obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought Parker Hesse had a very good answer uh, at the podium there in front of, in front of the whole media. Of course, he's a very good interview anyway, but uh, about how much it meant for those players. And uh, H. Epinesa actually had a pretty good take about you know now he feels like he's part of this whole Hawkeye legacy. You know, mm-hmm. the whole twenty-year era of Kirk Ferentz, but then he said also the twenty-year era of. Hayden Fry, who his dad played for, he said, I feel like the last yeah. 40 years of Hawkeye history, now I'm kind of cemented into that, along with you know thousands of other players that have come through, or hundreds of other players, certainly. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting perspective for a kid that's like, what, 19 years old? Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he put it better than probably most uh, people our age would. 
Yeah. Well, you should have sent me that quote because I didn't get that Ow. one into the column. <laughs> Dagger. A cooperation fail here. <laughs> oh. Our first post game, we were rusty. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I forgot. Uh, I gave Brian Holgrave, our photographer, the wrong credential. So <laughs> we're all off to the work. I gave him the Northern <laughs> Iowa pass. And, but thankfully, well, he will need it eventually. Chris Brewer and Steve Rowe got him in. Uh, we thank him for that. Yeah. So what was kind of your takeaway on your column about Kirk Parents? I know you talked to him. You were in the room when he was being interviewed and. Yeah, um, very. Uh, you you made a comment what that AJ Epinesa said, and I want to go back to something TJ Hawkinson said. Oh, um, but I actually didn't. I ended up cutting out of the column, but I'll say it here um, about how he. I, I asked him about Kirk Ferentz being emotional and mm-hmm. how he gets choked up, which you know, we've yeah. seen him do from yes. time to time on yep. the sidelines in press conferences, etc. He said he gets choked up when he comes out in the swarm. Yes, because he feels that that connects them. He feels that that connects the players to not only the past but future Hawkeyes. I see. That's obviously something that Hayden Fry introduced. Right. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, and I probably should have put it in my column, but you yeah, know, I didn't. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm saying it now. I'm sure what you did put in your column though was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there everyone obviously, as you might imagine, and you know, talked about his class, his character, all that stuff. Um, you guys can read that at HawkCentral.com. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, his place in Iowa history just has a different – it's like a different place than Hayden, even yeah. though they're on the same wins list. I mean, Hayden, right. you know, Built took it. a program that was, yeah. I mean, 20 years of losing yes. and turns it into 20 years of winning. Now, Kirk Ferentz, you could argue, I guess, has taken it to maybe a higher level with five right. national top ten finishes. Right. Um, but he's sort of – he had to rebuild too, obviously. Yes. But he's – What's that kind of interesting about him too is he's like rebuilt a couple times, right? Almost, yeah. And I almost feel that this is his final rebuild right now. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. From 2012, um, and actually from 2014 to kind of get right. back up again. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's get into the game itself right now. Uh, you guys can read that that column at HawkCentral.com. Mark had some nice stories on the defense and the offensive line. Uh, I guess let's start with uh, some stats. Iowa ends up with 352 yards. Yeah. A little bit better than last year's season average. I mean, right. I wouldn't say it, it didn't certainly feel was like not, it. <laughs> yeah, certainly was not a great offensive day. No, I, th- I thought Stanley was a little off. You know, that, that early interception was a really bad decision. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he fumbled the ball once, and you know, Hawkinson recovered it. But that's something we didn't see a lot of last year either. The turnovers, I mean, from him. And so uh, just, I mean, he had some drop passes, absolutely, but didn't, didn't feel like really it was his sharpest effort. It just felt like uh, no, he wasn't always making the best decisions on, on who to throw the ball to. And I still don't know if they have any wide receivers. <laughs> right. It was really strange. Like Nick Easley was kind of the forgotten man, didn't play a lot. I think he didn't have a catch. Um, Very strange. Hawkinson was big in the first half. They went out with an injury and didn't really do much after that, but I thought he was their best player in the first half offensively. Yeah, I mean, and he then, had 64 uh, of Stanley's 108 passing yards. Right, Hawkinson and then uh, Brandon Smith, boy, I just don't know. I mean, they, you, you mentioned during the game they kept trying to get him involved, and just never. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, there, was, there was one PI in there, but for the most part, there was just never a con- I mean, he was the intended target on the interception. There's another really, really weird pass down the field later that it looked like he either ran the wrong route. Right. And he was like 20 yards away from the ball. Um, he had a drop early. Um, just, just never. First play of the game. Right. And just never got. Yeah, exactly. Never. Yeah. 
So they tried to get him involved from the get-go. I know. I saw you just kind of wonder how much longer that's going to go on. But at some point, it's got to click for him. Or this offense is going to have a tough time because if you're only wide receiver, Amir Smith-Marset, and he would he have two catches, three? Three for 28. He yeah. was second leading receiver. And they handed him the ball once for about a five-yard gain. Yep. Uh, and he had it on the, one of the drops as well. But, uh, you know, they just got to get more involved in that, in that wide-out game because I don't think this is a great pair of cornerbacks they saw today necessarily. No, this that was their weakness. Yeah. And so uh, cornerbacks. the fact that they couldn't exploit that right. may be troubling. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, and it's only one game, obviously, but. Uh, the competition is going to get better at cornerback too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do think that Iowa really tried to design a lot of quick hitting passes, yeah. and so that's why they probably weren't going deep as much. That mm-hmm. was just my read on it. Yeah, and you could see that the Stanley wasn't going into deep, deep drops too often. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, eventually uh, no, the running game got going, and that's really what carried them in the second half. I mean, I think they had 151 rushing yards in the second half. Only of their two and eight. Yeah. Only had 58 in the first half, and in fact, they were averaging like three yards a carry in that first half. So, uh, Torn Young. Yeah, let's I'm talk a, about Torn Young. Forgotten man, hardly <laughs> played at all. In the, I think it was out there for like one snap in the first half. Yeah, on a third down. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, uh, in the third quarter, suddenly he becomes Lashawn Daniels Jr. Just, <laughs> you know, he, he had two big runs, one called back. Um, right? right. Yeah, he he looked uh, really good, and, and uh, they needed him to. Did you talk to Torn after the game? I did a little bit. I didn't end up quoting him. Yeah. Um, I know Dargan's writing another story on the right. running backs uh, yes, for, Monday's for Monday's paper. Um, but, yeah, he ends up with eight carries for 84 yards, kind Boy, of uh, ends up leading a three-headed monster. Yeah. Um, which Kirk Ferentz talked about. Uh, he, they really, really like all three. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess my – I really don't know why they waited on Torn Young. I think yeah. – um, Although I think the other two guys – were decent like I, yeah I, I thought right I, I thought they both had some nice moments yeah uh, Ivory yeah. Kelly Martin ends up 16 carries 62 yards now he just it seemed like every time he had a good run it got called back by holding yeah there was a few of those <laughs> weren't there? Mean, so yeah. uh you know let's let's wait wait and see on him yeah and then Makai Sargent 12 carries for 40 yards I actually liked how he yeah how he looked out there yeah he uh, he's I a think, guy that punishes defenses yeah yep. yeah so None uh, of them involved in the pass game, though. I thought we'd see more of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a strange that, – that part of it was strange. Yeah. Maybe he's holding back some stuff. Obviously, he got a big, I mean, maybe. big opponent next week. Yeah. I was wondering how much he'd show today. They didn't really need – I guess as it turned out, with that defense play, they didn't really need to do a lot on offense, obviously. But uh, um, I think eventually in the second half, they just decided, let's just run the ball. They did, yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and not try to be too cute. And they didn't need to be. I mean, the defense kept – Set him up. I mean, just every did. every drive was you know forty yards, thirty five yards for a touchdown. So, um, so that's all they needed. Uh, let's shift to that defense because that really was the story of mm-hmm. the day. Besides the Kirk Ferentz uh, number one forty four, five sacks for this yes. defense. Four by um, defensive ends. And Northern Illinois, the vaunted pass rush, one at one, <laughs> and that was by Sutton Smith, it by was. the way. But you talked to some some guys about yeah, Sutton Smith. I what did. did they say about his well, comments? They all to were you aware of it. The week? Yeah, they all, yeah, right. He t- yeah, for those who don't know, Sutton Smith uh, in an interview with me last Thursday said, uh, "We're coming in here to punch these guys in the mouth." Um, and that's uh, that's certainly what he intended to, to do today and didn't get it done. But th- those comments certainly made it back to Iowa. Uh, they were all aware of him. Levi Paulson had a very nice quote about you know, how uh, he's not really a big fan of the trash talking. As he said, we, we kind of reflect our head coach here and we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're humble and we, we focus on the, you know, the game and not the, not the personalities. But uh, uh, Mark Kallenberger talked about it at length and he said uh, he said he was happy. His first game ever he got to go against Sutton Smith because he said he made me a better player today. 
Oh. He showed me some things. He, nice. He still feels bad because he, he said uh, Nate, Nate Stanley got hit twice because of me. Oh. And I, and I feel bad about that. I said, well, you also had some good blocks, too. And he said, well, but I can't think about those right now. I can just think about the ones that I made a mistake on. But speaking of the swarm now, here's a great story. He told me that he swarmed out here today uh, playing for the first time. Of course, he's a redshirt freshman from Bettendorf. His brother now on the team, Jack, is a defensive lineman, reserve defensive lineman. And uh, he said he looked up in the swarm and, and looks to his right, and there's his brother, Jack. He said they didn't plan it. They just kind of ended up yeah. coming out together. And he said it's a moment he'll never forget for the rest of his life. So... Um, big, big. I mean, he just had a big smile on his face. He had a really fun time for him today. I'm not sure if he's going to play again, when, right? <laughs> because of the suspensions. But uh, for one day, that was a big, big moment for him and his family. But uh, so he he thought that uh, they all thought they held it pretty well in the, in the pass protection. They did. They only had, they they only did. had the one sack. I thought Stanley had a lot of time to throw for the most part. And uh, but they had talked about Sutton Smith and they, you know, getting some running backs involved in the blocking game, getting some tight ends involved at times. And, and you saw that as the game went on, there was, there was sometimes he was getting double teamed, and and uh, they they handled it pretty well. So, really, that the offensive tackles became kind of a non-story. Yeah, you know, we thought coming but in. But you they, did write a story. I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the story is that they they became a non-story. No, that doesn't make any sense. What is the story? The story is that they actually held up well and ended up getting a 33-7 win. So yeah. Um, and I thought they all played well. Paulson, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. There wasn't anybody you looked at as like no didn't belong out there. Right, and uh, we we talked a ton about it, probably for months almost. Mm-hmm. Northern Illinois, 114 tackles for loss as a team last year. Yeah. Today they had two. Right. So good yeah. job by the Iowa offensive line, and like we said, they should get a lot better next week against Iowa State. Right. Which, by the way, had its game canceled tonight just yeah. before we started this I podcast. I can't believe thing. that. Canceled. Yeah. So no film for Iowa to look at. They, wow. Yeah. Good point. Disadvantage possibly. Mm-hmm. Um. So about the Iowa defense. So Iowa ends up with eight tackles for loss, 51 right. yards. They were attacking. Yeah, the third quarter. Uh, Phil um, Parker was great. Was all over. I mean, give Phil Parker a ton of credit for this, yeah. this win yeah. because his guys were prepared. Mm-hmm. Only one, I would say only one guy kind of really struggled today, and he got benched. Yeah, Monty Jones. Jones. That, that was, was one of the stories of the day. That was early, yep. Uh, Jack Hockaday ends up played, taking over. Played well. He did play well. I mean, he, just, he was just solid. You talked to Hockaday. What did, did he say? Yeah, he said that, you know, he was obviously, you know, he's a fifth-year senior. He's prepared. He said, you always got to prepare. But he was kind of the forgotten guy when we talked about linebackers. Oh, and yeah, We talked about sure. the top five. We, I we, thought he was sixth. Yeah. And so uh, he said they just – Seth Wallace just came over and said, you're in. <laughs> and that was it. There was, like, no big speech, no go out and do this and that. He, so he said – he went out there and he said he was prepared. He thought he felt – he felt like he did, did well. Um, and I think he did do well. There was a little different tone, I guess, on the defense when he went out there, just a little, little more calm, I thought. It did seem early like they were having trouble getting in the right alignments, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that was part of the reason why they, they benched Amani. Maybe he just wasn't, wasn't getting him in the right reads. And uh, it just, I mean, they were still good even then. I mean, they weren't giving up, like, long gains or anything, but it just it wasn't, you know, didn't feel quite the same. And so I, I wonder now if we've got a – little bit of a controversy here at middle linebacker going in the next week. Like, who's it going to be? Right. And maybe uh, they'll just, you know, it, they really like Imani Jones. I know, just, yeah. Maybe uh, just had a bad quarter. Yeah, a lot of the, a couple of the guys I talked to just in general talked about just everyone had a lot of jitters, mm-hmm. first game jitters. Maybe yeah. he just kind of, maybe yeah. the moment got too big for him. Yeah. And we um, saw it last year where Javas got benched and then eventually yeah, got right. back on the field and yeah. got, his, got a job back. So certainly not writing anybody off. No. But, uh, but it, it, I guess it is encouraging for Iowa that if they if he's not the guy that it looks like Hockaday can be yeah that was and, a stunning uh, development and I thought Welch and Neiman both were very good today 
Yes. The other Neiman in particular. Yes. Yeah. I was. I mean, they did not bring yeah. them out on third and longs either. No. They were, that's the they were out there in pass coverage. There was never a, there was never a nickel defense used nope. today. Pretty much just used the same back seven. Uh, the whole game once he put Hockaday in until the, until he put the scrubs in late, but right. Um, and then rotated only six guys at defensive line. And uh, that's right. And until it was just, the end, yes. Yeah, it was just it was it couldn't be more basic, but they did it so well that well, yeah. why would you get fancy? I mean, they uh, they know what they're doing on defense here. I mean, <laughs> when they do it well, it's this really. It's just a thing, thing of beauty, I think. And mm-hmm. the defense will be tested next week. They will be, a lot, a, lot more, a lot more for sure. But I thought the defensive ends had a really good game today, all, all three of them getting sacks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hesse with two. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good performance all around by that defense. Monty Hooker again, another big day. Yeah, he had the safety, right? Safety and an interception. Safety and an interception, yeah. 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 He's, he's a good player. Yeah. I did talk to him afterwards. Didn't quote him. Sorry, Imani. Did um, you quote anybody? I'm going to go read your stories. <laughs> I ran out of time. Yeah, just, I know. They're all just quoting yourself. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm quoting them now. Um, so Christian Welch led the team with 11 tackles. And yeah, and, and only played three quarters. Yeah, that's right. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, well, I thought well, he was really, really good, very active. And he, he missed some tackles too, obviously. But yeah. uh, he's he's got some speed. I want to get to special teams in a second. Yeah. Um, but before we do, let's update some injuries uh, and just admit an injury – uh, injury report fail, I think, on the media's part, but we were very much, um, I guess, the Kirk Ferentz getting his 144th win ended up taking the majority of the questions of the press conference mm-hmm. afterwards, and so we don't have updates on everyone. Um, but that's kind of what Tuesday is for, yeah. anyway. Too. Um, oh. Ivory Kelly Martin did did have a, a wrap on his left ankle. Okay. Um, no update there. Uh, what, like you mentioned, Welch left the game. I think Ross is fine. Brady Ross. I think Welch is fine too because they brought him to the post game. Yes, that yeah. makes which that makes is sense. an indication that he's okay. And yeah. they did not bring Ivory Kelly Martin. Yeah. So take that for, for what it's worth. And T.J. Hawkinson uh, did leave the game for a while. Went to the locker room. Uh, sounds like it was just cramps. Yeah, a lot of guys talked about that. It was 80 degrees and really really yeah. humid. Uh, and I and I do think that was a factor. On both sides today, absolutely. Yeah, so no major injuries that we know of, unless yes. unless there's something with IKM, but um, doesn't sound like it. Right. Um, we'll see you on Tuesday. Special teams, uh, very, very, very encouraged. In the, I wrote this. I actually wrote this uh, in the punt game and the punt return game. What yeah. do you think there? Well, certainly the punt return game. Uh, I know suddenly uh, you're on the bandwagon there. <laughs> I don't think there's a bigger Kyle Gronowick fan really in the plan. I mean, maybe his parents, maybe. But Chad was just oh beaming like look at because oh. after what happened last year with two veteran guys that you think you could trust back there and they just couldn't get it done mm-hmm. and now this guy comes here and, and you're right he, he those are not easy punts that he had to field too there's a lot of you know that were like he had to run a long ways to get to him and yes. had to make a decision pretty quickly about whether to return or not and uh, I thought he handled that very well obviously Kirk Barron's even singled him out in his post game like one of the first <laughs> guys he mentioned was the punt returner I know um, punt game obviously. I thought, yeah, he looked really good when he got the ball off. <laughs> I mean, the, the block was not his fault at all, the no. block punt, but uh, obviously that's a concern anytime that happens. So the, somebody up there needs to figure that out, the protection part of it. But you're right, five, what do you have, three punts over 55 yards? Yeah, uh, four punts for a 53.8 average um, for the day. Yeah. And one of them was kind of a short one, like a 34 yeah. yarder. So yeah, the one that was down at the one yard line late, that was just. That set up to safety. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that, that's very Kalusi esque. <laughs> Very much so. Mm-hmm. Ron, Ron set up that safety against Michigan. Yep. 
2016 that we'll never forget. And uh, <laughs> Colton Rastetter, very good day for him. We yeah. we ragged on him last year. We did a little and, bit, yeah. And he had, he deserves to get praise today. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yes, on the Gronawig topic, you guys know that that was that bugged me yeah. so much last year. Right. That they could not catch a punt, and the fact that he caught them and didn't fair catch them. Right, all except for stuff. the first one, yeah. <laughs> he did fair catch the first one, but I think – Maybe yeah. it was all jitters. It probably so. was, yeah. You got to <laughs> ease into the game. So, yeah, that does look like a very good uh, position of strength now suddenly for Iowa. Okay. Well, I got a zillion three-word headlines uh, from you guys, and uh, we're at the 20-minute mark here, so we, um, I will run through as many of these as we can. Uh, let us start with uh, Irrational Hawkeye, all-time best. Oh, Ferentz, uh-huh. Yeah, a lot uh-huh. of Kirk Ferentz headlines sure. here. Devin Keller, build the statue. Uh, yes. There will be one, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I think you're right. Uh, Drew Hunt, move over Hayden. Mm. Uh, self-explanatory there. I like this one from Mocha Truck. He always has good headlines, by the way. A dozen dozen. Ah, yeah, there you yeah. there's, there's a math guy. Yeah, 12, 12 times square. 12. There you go. <laughs> uh, Andy Johnson says, Captain, my captain. Uh-huh. Nice. Solid. Uh, Vince Ackerman, win with class. I'm going with all the Ferentz ones here. Sure. Uh, Pragmatic Hawkeye. I wrote this as well uh, in my column. Textbook Ferentz win. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly. You got a safety in there. It's got to be a safety. (laughs) Uh, Good special teams. Yeah. Good defense. (laughs) Kind of grinded it out. Right. Uh, Complimentary football. I like this one. Uh, This is probably my favorite Kirk Kirk one uh, from uh, Beastie Hoy. Is party like 1999? Ah, right. Good reference to his first win against Northern Illinois. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, now, had some Sutton Smith related headlines mm, as well. Boy, uh, Dustin Comreed says simply, "Shut up, Sutton." <laughs> he will not. <laughs> That's my prediction. But uh, 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 B Lenny Ten N I who? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Cody Konecki, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, Sutton Smith silenced. Yes. Again, probably not. Right, yeah, but <laughs> relatively so. Yeah. Um, a couple others. Uh, Tony Delaney references uh, Amani Short Leash. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Now this one, Robert Jones. What do you think of this one? Uh, re- he, re- he hashtags this 2018. It'll be ugly. Oh, really? Like. Wasn't happy with the performance we're, today. We're going to see a lot of this, is what he's trying to say? Yeah. Uh, just that uh, not optimistic. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I see. I, you know, I wouldn't take that from one game. I mean, they, obviously they got the win. I think there were parts of it that were not uh, not very pleasant to the eye, certainly. But, uh, I mean, I, we both picked, picked I would win this game by 10 points. So the fact they won by 26 tells me yeah. that maybe uh, we underestimated them, if anything. I do think the offense is going to get going, uh, well, but yeah, I'm, I share def- your concern on the receivers. Yeah, yeah. It is odd that Easley had no catches today. Well, and how, how many times they went three tight ends? You were actually kind of joking about this on Twitter, but yeah. they played three tight ends almost exclusively there. Yeah. And one of them wasn't Hawkinson because he was out. That's right. Sean Byer was in there quite <laughs> yeah, a bit. With Weeding, yeah. So. And Weeding, uh, yeah, Weeding was in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one more. Uh, Todd, who's at Bucket O' Chicken. <laughs> the Hawks won. <laughs> I think that is our headline tomorrow in the paper. Yeah, yeah, the Hawks won. Yep. But no, here's a few more. A few more. I, I meant to get to these. I'm sorry. Uh, Jay Haskovic, always a good one. All torn up. Oh yeah, 
I like the plays on words. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty well, good. Fans were, were high on Torn Young, and they should have been today. He kind yeah. of broke this thing open yeah. with that 40-yarder. Yep. Tony Holland says, Torn Young, beast mode. Mm. Uh, oh, Gabriel D. Johnson. I missed I, I missed these from the uh, uh, Ferentz session. Uh, leader to legend. Hmm. I like that. That's good. Legends and leaders, yep. leader to legend. Yep. Nice nice job, Gabe. Mm-hmm. And uh, sit, uh, sit down. Let's finish with this one. Uh, at Love to Hawks, Kirk cries again. Oh, yes. Yeah. Got to love did. it. He did. You guys have to like uh, your yeah. coach getting emotional, I think. What did he – did he – what was his best quote? Did he talk much about the whole history of it? His, well, I mean, this is his. I mean, he almost implied that he he would after it happened, like actually talk about it a little bit. But he did. Uh, he he more talked about it as a collective, you yeah, know, sure. thing. Um, he made a he made a real interesting reference at the very end of the press conference about how Hayden wanted it to be that he kind of kept the kept the legacy, I guess, quote unquote, in the family. Mm-hmm. So I think that means a lot. That's another part of this whole thing that's so um, powerful, I think, is that it, it was a member of Fry's staff, you yeah. know, essentially, that's taken the baton. So it's really right. 40 years of Fry when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's what these guys yeah. can understand. These guys really do kind of understand that history. Yeah. Um, the players, too. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Epinesa's quote, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I just wish you would have shared it with me. <laughs> you know, I didn't really think about it at the time, honestly. <laughs> Always thinking about yourself. Uh, I'm so never going to hear the end of this. So what are we going to be writing about uh, early next week about uh, Iowa State? Yeah, that's well, th- like you said, that's that getting, game getting canceled throws a whole wrench into things, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. Yeah, yeah, it right. Does. There's no, not just there's like, it's going to be their opener, basically, right now. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. What, they have a lot of guys suspended. What happens to those guys now? Do they come back? Well, they started the game tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that'll count. That's what I'm trying to. I want because they had at least five guys. I mean, they had another one that just happened tonight. Their best offensive lineman. They found it right before the game. So, will it be a Ron Zick situation? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know what <laughs> Where that means. Were they suspended for the uh, right that specific game? Right. And so they're not actually suspended for a game. Right. I do think that uh, certainly one of the big topics has to be David Montgomery. They did not mm-hmm. contain him well last year. I, you know, Northern Illinois running backs were not very impressive. So I don't mm-hmm. think they really got challenged much today. Um, certainly not like they will next week. Yeah. So we're going to find out a lot more next week about those linebackers for sure. And, and they'll have two defensive tackles back. That'll help Iowa. A little more depth in the front. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and what else? It's Cyhawk week, so there's always those stories, mm-hmm. the big rivalry. And, of course, last year's game was an all-time classic. Yep. Um, It'll be a fun week. It will be. It, it's just gotten even more interesting, though, I think. Yeah. With this cancellation. It's I so agree. strange. Yeah, yeah. So, uh um, yeah, I, I got to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> Good thing we got two days off now. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, every, everyone, thank you for tuning in. I do want to say, give a shout out to Will at Security. He was very uh, all about the credential. Yeah, everything was smooth at Security with uh, with uh, getting through and everything. So nice. thank you to Will. Thank you to the Iowa Sports Info for getting our photographer. And otherwise, we wouldn't have had photos in the paper. All right, and so. I, I use Brian's photos. <laughs> Brian is great. Yes, and, he is. Uh, We thank all you guys for listening, and I will get this posted soon, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. And uh, here's your your breaking news. Our assistant coach on the show this week is Brian Brian, Ferentz. Yes, I heard First one. I heard this, too. uh, So we will have him on Wednesday night on Hawk Central, 5 o'clock show, I believe. So stay tuned, and uh, we'll see you next time.